By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Shelly, you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. I'm sorry. What'd you say? <laughs> Never mind. I dropped my headphones, and my headphones hit a connector here in one of our pieces of equipment, and all hell broke loose in the studio. So hopefully things are working again. Okay, you hear me okay then? Yes. Okay, you know what I'm saying then? You're... Uh, no. Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. What? Talk to me, Goose. I don't even know what you're saying. Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. Nope. Over the weekend, (laughs) Shelly had a situation where she was talking with, how old was that person you were talking with? Which time? And when you say, you said to your, her, talk to me, Goose, and she looked at you like you had three heads, which Shelly does. Oh, how old was she? She was 34. And she'd never heard that line before. Well, she was not. She didn't remember it. Well, she, she, was, not, I, she was not born when that movie came out. Because isn't that movie like 19, isn't that movie like 36 years old? So if she's 34, she wasn't even born yet. She wasn't even in her mom's. No, but. It's it's a classic. Yeah, just like I know all the quotes from Godfather because I've never seen the movie before. <laughs> I got, I, no, but you sit there and watch it on two, on YouTube in segments. No, I don't. I you know totally. I I have never watched. That's one of those movies where I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I could care less. I just don't care about that movie. Top Gun. Well, it's that's not the kind of movie I normally watch in segments. You know, you know me. I'm I'm going for the rom com. Oh, stuff, so you've right? watched the whole thing, and I no, know that you're rom com. I but... don't. I, anyway, we'll move on from that. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, you don't y- like to talk about it? No, no, no. It's just to the point where where it's one of those things where there are some. You know, it's it's like popular culture. Okay, like for example, uh, there are certain movies that people refer to all the time that like I've never seen. I've, you know, and to the point where, once again, I will explain myself. If Tell me that you haven't seen Top Gun. The new one? No, the old one. Oh, yeah, I saw it. But I saw it. But see, I saw it. Let me tell you the story. It's funny you should bring that up because of the fact that I was one of the first people in St. Louis to see it. And I'll tell you the reason why. That was back in the day when I was still flying helicopters. Okay. And uh-huh. the, I don't know if you know the story behind this, but one of the guys used to perform at the at the uh, VP fair uh, was one of the pilots on that, on, on, you know, I think he was one of the camera ship pilots, and he was killed. He was killed shooting the original Top Gun. I and, did not know that. Yes, and if you watch the credits on the movie, there's a, there's a thing on there that talks about, you know, this movie dedicated to blah, blah, blah. I should remember his name. I don't. I, I think his name might have been... Now that I think about it, I think I remember his name. I think his name was Art Scholl. Let me look that up. A-R-T-S-C-H-A-R-T-S-C-H-O-L-L, I believe. Um, yep, right here it says Art Scholl, Top Gun. He died during the filming of Top Gun when the pits, his Pitts S2 camera plane failed to recover from a spin and plunged into... Let me read the whole thing. Uh, this is from Wikipedia. Um was born in 31, died September 16, 1985, was an American aerobatic uh, pilot, aerial cameraman, flight instructor, and educator based in Riverside, Southern California. He died during the filming of Top Gun when his Pitts S2 camera plane 
failed to recover from a spin and plunged into the Pacific Ocean. Um, and he was killed, uh, matter of fact, uh, filmography, uh, and that's, that's how he was killed. He was one of the performers in the VP Fair show, air show, and I met him at the time, most of those guys flew out of Bi-State Parks Airport because that's where they, they had, you know, the planes were all over there. And I met him, and one of my, I can't remember if it was one of the guys I flew with or one of the other guys over at the airport that I used to work with, said, came out and said that Art had been killed. So me and a couple other people went to see the movie when it first came out. And once again, this is before it got all the hype, and um, and we were, you know, loved the movie, were very sad, the fact that, and I, I mean, I didn't know him that well. I met him a couple times, shook his hand a couple times. That was it, pretty much it. And it was sad because an, a very talented aviator had died. Now, here's another... At a young age. Yes. Well, yeah, young age. Here's another weird thing, okay? What? One of my clients, and I can t- still tell you his name, one of my clients who advertised on KSOQ, I don't know if he's retired or not. He might be retired by now. This is a ways back. And I went to visit him his office. I, I, won't, I won't say which office because he may not work there anymore. He was a financial advisor. And I went to visit him at his office. And I go in his office, and he's got like, you know, you know he's like an aircraft carrier model, and he's got all these plane models sitting on his credenza in his desk. And in the back, behind his desk and a credenza, he's got a flight helmet. And I said to you, I said to him, I said, were you a pilot? Oh, yeah. He says, as a matter of fact, I worked on Top Gun. And I go, yeah, right. And he says, no, if you watch the credits, my name's there. And sure enough, his name was Ken Smith. And if you watch the credits, he's credited as being with the squadron that was worked on Top Gun. His name and his, it is his, his, uh, his, his code sign. name, his call sign was Squire. If you watch the credits at the end of the movie, you'll see the fact that they they tribute Art Scholl, who died during the filming, and then they also uh, you know they they list the names of the guys who were in the squadron, and his name's there, Ken, in you know in quotes Squire Smith, and he was one of the and at the time he was he was one of the F four guys or the F fourteen guys, and he was on the carrier that Tom Cruise was on the whole bit, got to shake his hand the whole bit, stuff like that. So. So, I bet that was cool. Yeah, I mean, double cool because well, his a, name's in the he's picture. A pilot, right, right, and his, <laughs> you know, and his name's, you know, his, he's on the credits of the Top Gun movie. It's like, okay, aren't too many people that can claim that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened. I'll see if I can look him up. See if I can find him. Anyway, uh, so that's the deal. Okay, now I want to ask you a question. Okay. Okay. Let's say you're trying to drive somewhere. And uh-huh. you're on the interstate, and all of a sudden traffic comes to a stop, and then you realize the reason it comes to a stop is because there's protesters up ahead. Are you more inclined to be sympathetic with their cause or against their cause? Um, if they're walking all over my car or cars around me, and they're screaming epitaphs and um, have sticks and no i would not be sympathetic to their cause okay but let's say you're 20 cars back and and you're just stopped in traffic are you then i'm just irritated <laughs> okay yesterday a bunch of i think they were protesting the supreme court thing the abortion thing stop traffic on highway 40 right there where it's right next to bush stadium you know you come off the bridge oh, and did they? yeah yeah it's like i think one o'clock in the afternoon now here's my problem and especially at that location once again, being a guy, did I ever tell you I worked for a police department in Illinois as a dispatcher? Did I ever tell you that? Did um, you? Yeah, especially. You were so multifaceted. Yes, and probably you know this because of your daughter. 
there's a lot of ambulances that come across the Poplar Street Bridge to take patients to Barnes because Barnes yes, is like a, that is true. a regional trauma center. A lot mm-hmm. of ambulances from Illinois because, and nothing against the hospitals, especially on the east side, St. Elizabeth's used to be in Belleville, now it's over, what, in O'Fallon or Swansea or stuff like that. Nothing against those hospitals. But in the St. Louis metro, there are a lot of times when people who are very sick, are very severely injured, are transferred to one of the trauma centers, predominantly out in the West County, it's it's uh, the Palace on Ballas, it's the old St. John's Mercy Hospital, and in the Central West End, it's Barnes, because they treat a lot of trauma patients. So here they block in traffic on westbound 6440, right there, just you know, a couple blocks west of the bridge. And if you're coming from Illinois, and if you're in an ambulance, and you're in the back of an ambulance, and you're clinging to life, you're stuck on the bridge because a bunch of protesters out there protesting. I don't get it. I don't understand that. I never will understand it. I don't think it does you any good. And I think it does more harm than good because people get mad because especially like on a Sunday. And they get frightened tremendously. Well, lot, yeah. And like, and you know, think about it. There are people who are in a good point. Good point. There are people who don't like bridges. Okay. All of a sudden you're stuck out in the Poplar Street Bridge. You're not moving. You're going like, okay, I don't like this. You know? Or if you are moving, it's because – the, the bridge is shaking, right? <laughs> Which, and people don't realize that, that even on like overpasses, if you ever get stopped on overpass, like at a red light or stuff like that, and there's like a truck that goes over the overpass, boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 the whole bridge moves. You go like, whoa, don't like this. Especially if you're like in a long span of a bridge, like, you know, like any of the bridges in the St. Charles County, or especially like the Poplar Street Bridge. There's, I've been on that bridge before, stuck in traffic, and a truck goes the other way, and it's like the bridge is swaying left and right and up and down. It's like I don't yes. know, if, I don't know if I like this or not. You know, my that dad. That's true. That's my, exactly what it's doing. My dad, who's a civil engineer, always says, "Well, if the bridge didn't move like that, that would be bad," because he said they're designed to do that. Because if they were like rigid, they would ultimately just crack and break. So anyway, anyway, that's the deal. Okay. Uh, having said that, moving on to the next thing. Okay. Uh, where am I? Uh, I'm fascinated by biographies, and don't have you add... read mine? <laughs> Yours took me about twenty seconds to do. <laughs> hey, it was very in depth. Okay, and it even had pictures. Okay, first off, first off, uh, I, I let me let me do this one next. I I, I I'm going to do I'm going to go back to a biography that I was absolutely positively fascinated by. Unfortunately, some of our long, younger listeners, when I mention this name, people won't know who the hell I'm talking about. Okay, but let me give you this one. This is pretty funny. This is an article I read over the weekend, and the title of the article is "Imagine if the term." birthing parent replaced the word in these hit songs okay and it gives it's pretty funny it gives 10 songs mother's little helper by the rolling stones would be birthing person's little helper <laughs> that's number 10 mama mm-hmm. number nine mama said the shirelles uh, birthing persons they said there'll be days like this there'll be days like this birthing person said the shirelles might have sung Eight, Mama Tried by Merle Haggard. <laughs> birthing person tried to ma- raise me better, but her pleading I denied. That leaves me the only one to blame birthing person tried. Okay, number seven, Hey Mama by Kanye West. <laughs> and the song is, And you never put no man over me, and I love you for that birthing person, can't you see? 
Mama told me not to come. This is number six, Three Dog Night. <laughs> Here we go. Birthing person told me not to come. <laughs> birthing told birthing what about person menstruating birthing person, person God, just... told me not to go as they acknowledge <sighs> age old maxim birthing person knows best. Number five, Ozzy Osbourne. Mama, I'm coming home. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> it hurts so bad and it's been so long. Birthing person, I'm coming home. <laughs> Number four, mother, <laughs> mother and Child Reunion by Paul Simon, one of the most acclaimed songwriters of all time. And no one would give me you, you false hope on this strange and mournful day, but the birthing person and child reunion is only emotion away. Number three, this is my favorite of the entire list. Stacy's mom, Fountains of Wayne. Stacy, do you remember when I mowed your lawn? Your birthing person came out with just a towel on. <laughs> Then here's another. Here's Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson. Mamas don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Birthing persons don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys because they'll never stay home, even, and they'll always stay alone, even with someone they love. And the number one song is Abba, Does Your Mother Know? (laughs) I can chant, I can chant, I can chat with you, baby. Baby, flirt a little bit. Does does your birthing person know that you're out? Okay, and it is sort of funny because, like, okay, that sounds like something Mike Otten would say. <laughs> I know it sounds like Mike. We're not making fun of you, but that's your kind of humor. And it is, it's, it is, it's to the point where it's like, okay, where do we stop this crazy weird stuff? Okay, okay. Now, last but not least, so you know who Chris Christopherson is? I do. Okay, Good buddy. For our younger listeners, especially you women, you need to go check out Chris Christopherson in his prime. On a scale of 1 to 10, back when he was like a young dude, what would you have given him as far as looks are concerned? Go ahead. Well, he really wasn't my type. But? But he wasn't completely unfortunate looking. He was He was a good looking guy, okay? He was. Do you know the story about him? Do you know his father was a military family and he was in the army? And, or matter of fact, the hottest, the smartest woman in the world says, hot, hot, hot. Okay. Chris Christopherson, first off, is a brainiac. He was a Rhodes Scholar, went to England and studied as a Rhodes Scholar and has like a master's degree in English literature. Okay. I mean, he got, he went to England as a Rhodes Scholar. Then he joined the. And started talking CB. CB. Like his. Yeah. Like Citizens Band Radio kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, that was later. Okay. Then oh, okay. then his family was a military family, and they encouraged him to join the Army, which he did. And I believe he ultimately left the Army as a captain. He was a Ranger, which is just a, a notch below Green Beret. If I'm not mistaken, the Rangers are like, you know, like if you... Matter of fact, my friend Craig Leaker was a Ranger, and then he, and he became a, a, a Green Beret. So we're talking... The Rangers are one tough group of guys. Matter of fact, if you go back and watch the movie Private uh, Saving Private Ryan, the uh, group that was Saving Private Ryan, those guys were Rangers, and those guys were one of the first that you know, were on the beach at, at, at Omaha, okay, in, in France, in Normandy, okay? So he's an Army Ranger. He's a helicopter pilot, an Army helicopter pilot, and he decides... He, when it comes up for him to renew, you know, to re-up in the army, he decides he doesn't want to be in the army anymore. So he he retires prematurely. He could have stayed in for 20 years, gotten a pension, the whole bit, probably retired, worked his way up, probably ended up as a colonel or, a, you know, one-star general or something like that. Retires from the military, and his family disowns him. 
They never talked to him again. His father and mother never talked to him again. Literally, never talked to him again for the rest of their lives. So, Why? Because he, 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 he was this crazy young guy who wanted to be a, a songwriter, a singer, and an actor. And they thought, that's stupid. You're an Army Ranger. You're a helicopter pilot. So he quit, and he moved to Nashville. He wanted to start writing songs, and he was working all sorts of odd jobs. Couldn't make enough money, you know, trying to do odd jobs in, in Nashville. So he took a job with PHI, Petroleum Helicopters Incorporated. I still remember that. And some of the guys I used to fly with back in the day were PHI pilots. PHI has the big contracts where they fly the oil derrick workers from the Gulf Coast, typically out of Houston, out of Mobile, Alabama. They resupply. They send supplies and new workers out to the oil rigs that are in the Gulf of Mexico. They fly out there with helicopters, land on the helipads out there, you know, take the, put the new crews on board, take the old crews off, you know, bring in food and stuff like that, and they fly back and forth. And he, they typically work a week on, week off. On his week on, he would fly PHI helicopters out to the Gulf of Mexico, and sometimes on his downtime when he was flying, he would write songs, and then on his week off flying helicopters, he would go back to, to Nashville and try to get people to record his songs. And one point in time, he had a song that he knew would be perfect for Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash wouldn't give him the time of day because he had no idea who the heck Chris Christopherson was. So one day, Chris Christopherson rented a helicopter and landed in Johnny Cash's front lawn and walked up to the door, knocked on the door. Johnny Cash wasn't home, and he gave a tape and lyrics sheet to... Uh, Johnny Cash, somebody came to the door, maybe his butler or something like that, and took the, uh, the the lyrics from him, and he jumped in his helicopter and flew back. Well, pretty soon he got to the point where he got to be somewhat prominent in Nashville, and then guess who he dated? He wrote who? a song for her. She had a big hit out. Janis Joplin. He dated Janis Joplin, cool. and, he, and he wrote the song Me and Bobby McGee for, for Janis Joplin, because he's in love with her, and he thought that Aww. would be a great song for her, and he recorded that, and he, she recorded that song for him. And I had no idea about it. And then he became a big that star. That is so cool. And then he became a big star when he's, you know, he was in movies. And then he became the big, big star. I think he won a Golden Globe, even maybe, a, maybe in what is, was an Emmy or or what an Oscar for, for, um, for uh, his appearance in in the the second version of A Star Is Born. And then the third one was with Bradley Cooper. You don't know who it is, and Lady Gaga. So that is. Chris Christopherson, and I thought to myself, I never knew that. And now he's like 86 years old, and he's still writing songs. Well, if you have a gift, you have a gift. Well, I mean, you know, what's fascinating about this, and, and what got my attention was I saw this article about him, and, he's, and he shows him in his Army uniform. I'm going, that's not Chris Christopherson, because he always had long hair. A lot of times he had a beard and stuff like that. Sure enough, that says, you know, had the picture under the Army uniform. You know, Chris Christopherson. I go, that's not him. I think he was a captain. I'll go look that up again. Anyway, we have to take a break. We'll be back, and we have our special guest coming up. Yay. <laughs> Yay. You. Anytime we have a guest, that's if I said, and our special guest is Saddam Hussein, Shelly would go, yay. Right? Uh, no, I would not do that. <laughs> it's 726. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon. 